Podo. You're listening to Movers and Shakers, a podcast about living with Parkinson's. The show is generously sponsored by Boardwave, an exclusive European networking community for software CEOs. Boardwave is a passionate supporter of Cure Parkinson's. For more details on the charity's progress around research and its fundraising, please visit cureparkinsons.org.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Movers and Shakers, a podcast about Parkinson's in which a bunch of us with Parkinson's sit in a pub and yak on about the thing. (laughs) My name is Paul Mayhew Archer and before I ask my parky compadres to introduce themselves, I thought I'd start by being a bit radical and questioning the very title of our series. What? Yes, I'm going to because although we call ourselves Movers and Shakers, I don't actually shake. In fact, I'm one of 30% of people with Parkinson's who don't have a tremor. And as for being a mover, when my pills are working, I move fairly normally. But when my pills stop working, I can barely move at all. So what about the rest of you, movers and shakers? Are you movers, shakers, or what? Mark? I'm Mark Model, and I don't shake, no, not at all. My leg sometimes kicks out a bit late at night. But otherwise I don't shake, my voice does, as you can hear. And move, yes, I do, constantly but slowly at less than warp speed. Oh. Jeremy? Yes, well, I'm Jeremy Paxman. I, I don't shake either, but I I thought movement was to do with the bowels. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, my God. <laughs> Nick? Oh, that's another <laughs> Nicholas Mostyn, I am definitely a shaker. I have got a pronounced tremor in my right hand with an overflow to my left hand. Movement seems to be okay, I would say. I don't shuffle or drag my feet. Rory will admit to that. As for the movement that Jeremy was talking about, I can confirm that I am... um, Regular? No. (laughs) You're not regular? No. Irregular. Uh, Right, moving rapidly on. Another episode. (laughs) Constipation (laughs) is one of the most embarrassing symptoms of this. Yes. Yes. I've not had it mercifully, but... Yes. Oh, it's horrible. I yeah. have it. Do we want to go down no, there? We're not going down there. No, I think let me... <laughs> but we, uh, will, we will do, definitely. Moving and shaking. Moving on. Right. I'm Gillian Lacey-Solomar. And in terms of that movement and shaking thing, well, I, can, I suppose my whole Parkinson story is divided into two. And there's the before DBS, deep brain stimulation, an operation I had. And then there's post-DBS. Pre-DBS, I shook like a... Uh, very shaky thing. And post-DBS, you can see my vocab is very much enhanced by the DBS as well. And post-DBS, I don't, well, I don't shake at all. I, well, marginally. So that's brilliant because the shaking was not fun. But I've paid for it in terms of movement. So my movement is incredibly sporadic. You know, people talk about, do you have good days or bad days? Nope. Do you have good hours or bad hours? Nope. I have bad minutes and good minutes you know it can swing that quickly so one minute i'm fine next minute i'm rooted to the spot and can't move at all and i don't exaggerate not at all i'm rory kathleen jones and i didn't realize i was shaking until somebody rang up the bbc and said that man is shaking on the television he needs to get checked out and now i notice it from time to time particularly on my way back from the bar but particularly when i'm at brentford football club because at moments of stress which there are lots watching football there will be I, I, yeah I, I shake all over the place but most of the time not and as for moving 
I move gracefully and serenely across the planet <laughs> like a, a young gazelle. Oh, marvellous. Not. 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 <laughs> well, our episode this week is called Coping. And I thought we'd begin by talking about how we coped with that first life-changing moment when we've heard those three little words, or rather those two little words and one quite big word, you have Parkinson's. Did we cope? What might have helped us to cope with that? Anyone want to start us off that? I rather wish there'd been something like this around so that you can listen to others who've got it and yes, realise it's absolutely. not the end of the world. Mm. It does seem like the end of the world. It did to me. Why did it seem like the end of the world to you, Jeremy? Because I knew there was no cure. And you sort of get fed up with that. But did you know? What did you know about it that told you it was going to be difficult? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's a doom-laden phrase, Parkinson's disease, isn't it? But do we know much about it when we're told? That but is it, it is it that bad compared with cancer? Which would you rather hear? <laughs> mm. I've been given both diagnoses over time, and I have to say I preferred the Parkinson's one. I agree. I would rather be told. <laughs> talk about Hobson's choice. Mm. Uh, I'd rather be told that I had Parkinson's disease than cancer. And if I had to have a neurological condition, I'd probably choose Parkinson's rather than anything else. But yes. um, It's uh, your favourite no. neurological condition. Is that well, what you're saying? No, I'm going to say there are things, you know, motor neuron, you wouldn't want to wish that on your worst enemy, would you? But, well, you but, wouldn't wish Parkinson's on your best friends. No. <laughs> I have an obsession that I think everybody should get Parkinson's for, what, two hours, three hours? <laughs> and then they might understand what we're going through because it is just incomprehensible even when you've got the bloody thing you would have thought I can appreciate when I can't move that I can appreciate when I can and I do at first you know the first two three minutes I think this is amazing wonderful yeah. and then you forget that you couldn't move and you forget how it feels when you couldn't move and for normal people I think they just they don't get it. It's the thing that you don't realise what it feels like inside do you I mean obviously you don't it's like you know, who knows what it's like to be a bat or whatever the thing is. You don't know how it feels to actually be conscious of having to do things. How do you put your socks on? How do you put your shoes on? You have to actually think about that. So what does it feel like? Thank goodness so far I haven't frozen up. What does it feel like when you freeze up? I can tell you what it's like when you freeze up because I, I do it. And it's a very peculiar feeling indeed because you think, oh, I'm moving all right now. I'm walking across the room. And you come to a doorway... And you suddenly just cannot get through the doorway. Mm. Mm. And you're tottering forward. And sometimes you're about, you might fall or you almost fall because your body goes forward, but your legs don't follow. So therefore your legs are left behind and you sort of mm. And if you don't cling on to something like the, the, the side of the door, you just fall over. And it's a very disconcerting thing to happen you've taken it for granted that you can move and walk and yeah, suddenly you, you 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 can't but i have to say people are very friendly and very helpful if i if i'm trying to get on a train or something like that i'm so, sometimes sort of brought up short by people noticing things that i haven't noticed and then realizing it the, the, the judge last time we were here remarked upon my hand going my right hand goes all over the place and i hadn't really been aware of that and since he's told me i thought Oh, God, he's right. I'm all <laughs> over the place with my right hand. And that is, is that dystonia? Because I didn't realise I had it. I think dyskinesia. I, I always get me dyskinesias and me dystonia. Do you? The, the other thing I... The other thing it's I, distressing anyway, whichever one it oh, is. Ha-ha. Sorry, the, the, not in Paul's category the there. Other thing, the other thing I find is that 
Sometimes I'm asked by people, how long does the on, either on or off, and you're on when the pills are working and you're off when they're, they're not. And I'm sometimes asked, how long do your pills last and how long are you on for? And I never know, and I don't want to know, because I fear that if I know, it'll be less than I, th- I was hoping it would be. Uh, or it might get less if I start measuring the amount of time and I realise, yeah. oh, God, I know. I'm only laughing no, for me, it's bit. the opposite. I wish I knew. You see, I can't base anything on anything because I have no clue what, how long things will last. So now I don't know if I'll be able to speak in five minutes. Ah. Mm. I wanted to bring so. this up about not wanting to know because I think one of the ways I coped when I was first diagnosed or first realised I had it was, yeah, I googled enough to make sure that it was Parkinson's before I actually went, went to the doctor and said, you know, I think yes. I've got Parkinson's. Yes. You, you said, I, I think I've got Well, yes, I mean, I've, I've had a rather unusual experience compared to a lot of you who I think were shocked by the doctor telling you you had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. A friend who was a physio, Sarah Hainsworth, we were staying overnight with her and she said, I think you've got a condition which you need to go to the GP about and then told my wife what it was she told your wife what it was she didn't well she say you used some fancy phrase to me which was a bit of a i felt a bit dizzy when she said it but i you know i knew it was something pretty serious but i hadn't lost my voice in the way that i have now then so i went home googled it joe my wife told me sarah thought it was parkinson's and you know i just had a load of things that added up to it including constipation i didn't realize that ah, was a symptom we're back on the seaboard i know i don't know if you want to talk about it but it was something that made me think well i have that and yes. never had it for years and years you know so i went to the gp and she was very good and very quick and gave me a, a referral to the neurologist which took ages and ages to get through and i had to bully and i was going to say bribe no not bribe but bully and push the hospital to make sure they got the form through and all this and that so by the time I got to the neurologist, I was saying, look, I have got Parkinson's. <laughs> she was saying, I don't know about that. Walk across the room. You seem to be walking all right to me. No, I can't walk. Yeah. One of the reasons, and this is bizarre, I know, but I mean, my wife's a stickler for uh, insurance, telling them absolutely the truth. So she made me ring up and say, I'm waiting for a diagnosis. And so they said, right, you can't travel abroad. So I was desperate to be able to travel again. Oh, my goodness. Mm, so, I was, so I was telling the neurologist, but, yes, you've got to tell, give me a diagnosis, and she did. Well, Aren't about, we supposed to be talking about coping? Coping. We don't, we don't seem to be coping at the moment. No. Mm. I was going to give the alternative view, which is I have been coped, if, you, if, that, if you can speak in the... You can. Uh, can you, I've been coped Persuaded. in the sense that a combination of drugs, I've been the beneficiary of a very good drug regime, and I've been the beneficiary of a very, very good series of adjustments that have been made by my employer, which means my life has continued completely normally. I have not had to give anything up. I still am able to play the games I play, and I've been very fortunate. I'm, I don't know how long it's going to last. I feel slightly apprehensive that the drug combination is working so well that when I went to stay with a friend recently, he said, you're much better than you were 18 months ago. Ah. Because you, you are shaking much less than you were 18 months ago because they put me on this thing called a pickapone. Mm, we'll be I'm talking, that, we'll be talking about yeah, drugs yeah. later. But in fr- much, much less pronounced, the, the shake. The fatigue has, has been um, addressed as well. So I'm. And are you judging as well as you used to? Well, the, I did some... I mean, this is the sort of thing I'm... I'm I did some analysis. 
And I have actually increased since the diagnosis my rate of writing judgments the number that I was doing it before. Now, that's probably because I had it before yeah. and didn't realise and was being probably impaired. And you're not getting more slapdash with your judgments. No, no, no. Are you write, writing the, the judgments on the right cases? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not muddling up. You're not hallucinating. It's not, like, it's not like one of those cases where I once gave a ringing judgment and I had to return a child to, who'd been brought here unlawfully from... Baltic states, and I said, and so the child must be returned to Lithuania. And they all went, Latvia, Latvia, Latvia. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, you made a documentary when you were first diagnosed. Did that help you cope, do you think? I think it did, actually, funnily enough. I mean, my essential feeling about this disease is the last thing you want, but you you, you want to carry on doing the best you can as normally as possible. And so I think it probably did, and telling people helped. When we first had a meeting in this pub, you were not in a good way. You were actually quite quiet and more downbeat. I mean, you're, you're all obviously, you know, not the cheeriest of people, but you were, no, you were, you're now much more back to your kind of quite combative self, it seems to me. Yes, you were. Oh, yes. You're, you're much more. Yeah, something's surprised. changed. What's changed? What's changed, Jeremy? What has changed? I don't know. Is it, the, is, it, is it the medicines? I don't think so. It's our company, Jeremy. It's, That's what it is. Us. Your company, yes. Well, listening, to... listening to a lot of bollocks from you blokes. <laughs> Do you find that talking to other people with Parkinson's helps you? Oh, does yes. Has it, it helped you, Jeremy? Oh, yes. No, not at all. No? I'm ambivalent about it, and that's what I was going to say. Mm. That I mean, I think that in one sense... It's lovely talking to you, and it, this sort of shock of recognition, both good and bad. And it, it helps knowing people going through similar things. Yeah. But also, one way I coped when I was first diagnosed was not looking where it's going to end up. And I think dwelling on it too much, thinking about Parkinson's the whole time, is exactly what I don't want to do. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think so, too. Mm. No, I, you, I, you get well, these I sort of pity parties that people have. Because they have a particular condition, whatever it is, whether it's cancer or. But isn't the point? Isn't the point of these of a meeting such as this to reassure ourselves that we're not alone and we're not alone with our thoughts? We're not alone, no. and that makes the yeah, it makes an yeah. enormous difference. Being able to see that we're all coping in different ways, but none of us is particularly raging against the dying of the light. We're all relatively cheerful. It's a spectrum, Jeremy. I appreciate that. But, um, but we're doing we're, stuff. We're, 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 we're doing, doing different things. We're doing different things as well. Yes, can we? I think I'm doing such and such thing very well, uh, managing the Parkinson's in such a way and very well. And then I talk to Gillian and I realise that there are much better ways of doing addressing it. So it's, it's constructive as well as being reassuring. Paul, you are the classic person who's done something very different, which we all saw on a programme years ago, dance yes now, I yeah I, now if, if i may be so bold yes. you do not look like one of nature's dancers. natural and when you dancers. saw me dancing did you think i was a very fine dancer or an appalling well yeah, we thought you were terrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you're absolutely right i'm absolutely appalling and i don't think i would have allowed myself to be quite so appalling if i didn't have parkinson's parkinson's gives you the confidence to do things even when you can't do them very do well. Do things either. badly. That's true. I think, I think that's true. And it's sort of... Uh, yeah, my, my wife has done ballet classes for the last 40 years, twice a week, and has always been contemptuous of my dancing. And now she's trying to encourage me to yeah. go to ballet classes. Yes, so. it is fantastic. And one of the best things that happened at the first ballet class I went to, they're run by English National Ballet, 
and there, there's a fantastic spirit there. And one of the first things they said was, now, with your left hand, you put... No, actually, it doesn't matter whether it's your left hand or your right hand. And because I can't tell the difference, <laughs> I was so relieved when I discovered that it didn't really matter. And we start with the left or the right hand also. It doesn't matter if we get it all completely wrong and are absolutely useless. They always say, they're yeah, doing so well, it's marvellous. Well, they're lovely, it. actually. I really like those people at that, that. I went to a dance class with with you, in fact. You did Paul. indeed, yes. And I thought they were great. Yes. They were really lovely people. And I would never have thought of myself as going to one of those things. But would you go again? Or did you just well, like it? Well, not, not, I wouldn't be rushing to go again, but... <laughs> We'd be rushing to come and watch, yeah. Of but, course you would. But what are the things you, are the things that you've had to give up or are the things that you are determined to continue doing that keep you happy? No, I've given up lots of things. I've given up fishing, for example. But I spent a day with you fishing. Yeah, but that wasn't really... That was, that was, that was on a manicured chalk stream down in the south of England. It's still fishing. Is that not you don't need one? to go out into the high seas or do something like that. Well, I wouldn't go into the high seas anyway. <laughs> but wading... And falling over. That, that, that's what I'm worried about. So what have you... What do you regret most? What do I regret what, most? What do you regret the loss of most? Well, I don't read very much now because I can't read anymore. Mm. My eyes have gone all funny. Mm. I miss that. Yeah. Do you miss University Challenge? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but are there things you've started doing that you didn't expect to start doing? Has anybody found... No. Well, I have massively... Podcasting. Well, I'm writing a musical. I never <laughs> yes. thought I'd write yeah. a musical in my life. I mean, I suppose it, it, for me, it's coincided with leaving the BBC where I had one employer and I've now got a portfolio career, as they say. I do a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that, the other, and I'm finding it really interesting. That's and, enough from you, Dr. Pangloss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's miserable. <laughs> but actually, Jeremy, I think you really embrace the sort of miserableness. Oh yes, you you relish it. You you get enormous. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. And you, you relish, you relish the idiocy of it. I do. You spend all your time telling embarrassing anecdotes about your wife. (laughs) 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 Yes, I do. Yes, it's true. And she does sometimes say, "Stop being so obsessive about Parkinson." I find there's a paradox about, I mean, you, you've got a list of things there I think we're going to talk about, about exercise and yeah. what you should do. It must be dreadful for people who are good at something and had to give it up or find they're getting worse. I was on the other end of the scale. I'm indolent and I've never done like doing exercise. Now I realise I've got to and I'm doing, trying to do more. But it's always a bit of a push. Yeah. And I find there's a paradox about exercise. It does make you feel better. It is vital. But also... When you're doing exercise, whether even if it's just going for a simple walk, it's when you're most conscious of your Parkinson's. Whereas yes. if I sit in a chair and read a book or watch TV, I'm not conscious of it. Ah, oh, that's it. Uh, can I just say I'm slightly obsessed as we're doing this by the judge's dog. The judge's dog is sitting very quietly behind a microphone. It looks as if it's got something. It'll to make say. a decisive contribution very yeah. shortly. Yes, yes. It's a ten-year-old miniature dachshund with a French passport. <laughs> so that uh, he has not been affected by Brexit. He goes flying into France with his <laughs> French passport, doesn't have to queue up and pay £250 like 
everyone else. Don't forget, and, Judge, you're not allowed to say anything controversial. No, I'm not saying, I'm retired. just saying he's got a French passport. Yes. As you can see, he's quite old. He's 10 years old, but he's been very well behaved today. Yes, I have not had yet to give anything up, so I feel very blessed in that sense. Well, because I, I've been I, well, well managed. Sounds like there are some things you should give up, like yes, thank golf. You. Yes. Like, no, no, the golf has got better. Has it? Yeah, my golf has improved since my diagnosis. Well, really? I, yeah, it's extraordinary. And the medication? But I think the medication actually means that I'm not thrashing at the ball. Do you yeah. find when you're mm. actually addressing the ball, as it were, mm. and that, that, that you stop shaking? The shaking is, does happen when you're at rest. So if you're hitting a ball, a tennis ball or a golf ball, in theory, you're not supposed to be shaking. I can tell you, on the putting green, you're shaking. We really are shaking. But Well, I'm about to, to test one of the things that I may not continue doing, which is skiing. I mm. skied last year for the first time in five years. Um, I could cope. But I had to stop at lunchtime and I continually turned left. Yes, that is a problem. <laughs> because I'm too. weaker on my right side. Oh, interesting. I reckon I'm a tiny bit worse than I was last year. So I'm slightly nervous about my skiing. No, don't, don't say be, that don't because be. your article oh. gave me hope. Ah, well. I read it and I thought, I mean, not that I can go skiing, but I thought you can do loads of things. It doesn't, it's not. Well, I am going, I'm going. Oh. I went skiing last week and I was okay. Mark, you touched on something interesting because I sort of having set myself up as this person who does my show in Curable Optimist, I'm now feeling a sort of responsibility that if I stop doing it or give up or, or become a bit reclusive, I will be letting people down. So mm. is, it, is it part of your coming me mechanism to do this one-man show, to, to go around the country performing? Because did you not do that before? I didn't perform before I had Parkinson's. I hadn't performed since university 40 years before. So you were just a writer? I was just a writer in the background. Just a writer. Just, just a, a writer. writer. That's it. But I, <laughs> And then I discovered that, that hearing people laugh in an audience was so important. I mean, I, I actually find myself going to places because I need to perform whether or not they want me. <laughs> I will inflict myself upon them. I mean, I'm going to Preston shortly and uh, there are train strikes that day so I'm, I'm going on the mega bus for about four and a half hours I mean nothing will stop me because I'm absolutely determined to, to do these things and it's similarly with the exercise I have to have to do these things that's now. the obsessiveness point it is isn't it yeah. it brings this complete obsession because years ago I, I mm. tried a step aerobics and eventually after about four or five weeks I said to the, the, the woman instructor I said you know I really don't need, you know, spending an hour having a woman shouting at me because I can get that at home. And, and, but since I've got Parkinson's, I do all these exercise classes and I absolutely love them. Do you them. get waves of fatigue? No. Oh. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's so I mean, different. When you just it? suddenly, you have to, well, whatever you do, you have to just sit down and go to sleep. Do you ever get that? Well, I've always yes. had that. After lunch. Huh? Very common. I fall asleep in front of the telly, but I always have done. You know, I, I, I start some sort of detective thing and wake up. 45 minutes later to tell my wife no, and say no, what's I, happened. I, Everyone's dead. Yeah. Since you knew you had Parkinson's, has that got worse? My thing that, that's really got worse is my sleep generally, so which is Just, pretty appalling. We'll, we'll be talking about sleep, I expect. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, Your dog's head has just gone through 360 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is looking like it's about to nod off. I don't know if we're boring it. Yeah. I, actually, I sort of nod off in the middle of meals, I find. I mean, literally in the middle yes. of meals, my head goes down. Yeah. You're lucky that they're long enough. My meals are 15 minutes. <laughs> I can't, oh. I can't nod off. If I don't eat in 15 minutes, that's it. I'm screwed. And how important is it to, in the coping, is it <laughs> to have your medication on time? Well, this is what everybody told me, that if you take your medication late, you're absolutely buggered. And 
actually, I've not found that. I find it quite difficult to work out whether the drugs are working or not because most of the time I feel fairly steady state. Just the last year, maybe I've begun to notice. I know they definitely What will. do you do with the first medication of the day? I swallow it at <laughs> seven, yeah. 7 o'clock. But I, the, I again up to break that the point, wheel. there's been no levodopa or whatever it is. I last thing at night, which body. is a slow-release drug. So I think that kind of works overnight. But I, what do you do if you're up? Because you're up in the night a lot, no? I am up in the night And you don't take one? I don't take extra drugs, oh, no. I do. I then break the rules immediately because everyone tells me that you're not allowed to eat protein near your drugs, and I, I have bacon and eggs. Hmm. Um, well, have them for as long as you can. When I was skiing last week, I tried to put the... Well, I'm not try. I put the pills in a, one of these little plastic containers. So I've got one to take at uh, lunchtime, one to take at four o'clock. And I, miles away from where I was staying, I looked in the thing, I'd taken vit- vitamin D pills with me rather than <laughs> Madapan. <laughs> Oh, so I had no pills. I was miles away. So it's a placebo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a placebo. I was not skiing well at all by the time I got back. I but really wasn't. But the placebo thing is yeah. interesting. I was not working. I was definitely. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not safe. if you hadn't known yes. that they were the wrong drugs, you'd have skied just well, as well. Maybe you. How would I know if I'd taken them? Hadn't realised they were vitamin D, and maybe it'd have been the same. But I doubt it. I am. I am a believer that these chemicals work. I mean, we're missing dopamine, and they give us dopamine. Mm. So. It stands to reason but that actually, they must be working. But actually, you? I've forgotten my pills today. Have you? And, uh, yes, yeah, some of my pills, I've, I've left them behind or I've, they've fallen out of my pocket. So I haven't had them. And yet doing this podcast mm. has, has put me on as opposed to yeah, being but, on. their natural production, it might have been in, increased by Is the virtue of... Um, the nervous tension, the nervous or, tension the, yeah. or the excitement of doing this or talking to people. I, d- I don't know. It's a completely mysterious thing as far as I can see. Are there other things that we, we do? Has anyone taken up Nordic walking or, <laughs> or any of those sorts of cycling or walking football? That's one of the things that's available to us. I'm going I'm to start a, a similar thing, which is lying down football <laughs> and snoozing football, which I think could take on. But has anyone tried any of those things? Because mm. they're, all, they're all available to people around the country. And, uh, and I think there's some problem with communication between people with Parkinson's that we don't know about these things. Some of me rebels against this. Some of me just wants to get on with doing what I've always done. Why should I take up bloody Nordic football? No, it's not Nordic football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or Spanish dancing yeah. or whatever. Why should you? Well, yeah. just give it a go. Yes, you see, I need to take up something new because I've never done bloody anything. <laughs> well, how about either. rock and roll classes? I want to learn to rock and roll. How about we all learn to rock and roll? That's a really I think bad I, I, idea. I would be starting at sub-ground zero there. Okay. A long way to go. <laughs> and Jeremy? Yeah. Jeremy said something which... Can't have been positive, can it? No, of course it wasn't positive. <laughs> no, the thought no of trying roll. to rock and roll with a high court judge is really <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to go around the table now and ask each of you for one tip on how to cope. One something useful that you've learnt through your experience with Parkinson's. I think the thing that's been most useful to me, at least I'm told it's been useful, is to have. The first medicine of the day on your bedside table. It's a very simple thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. You can take it very, very easily then. That's a good idea. As soon as you wake up. That's a very good idea. Uh, My tip would be take more exercise. Of any sort. Of any sort. Because I really believe that... It's very interesting, this, isn't it? Exercise promotes the production of natural dopamine, 
Julian. People swear by all sorts of exercise, but the the, the moral matter, is what, some. Whatever. Some. Yeah. I'm not sure how transferable mine is. Marry the right person. <laughs> uh, I, I would agree with but that. Your husband I, is a saint. I, I, yeah, I'd, saint. Be, I'd better agree with that. Otherwise, I'm not going home. I would also make a plea to the pill makers to make the bloody packets easier to manipulate. I spend Saturday morning for about two hours trying to pop the pills <laughs> into the little boxes. The ones that go on the floor, though. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog eats. Yeah, I think, think my dog's so got my, my um, dog dyskinesia. <laughs> my bit of advice would be to cherish every bit of laughter that you ever experience. So whenever you come across anything funny going on in the world or anything amusing that you observe or see, remember it. And then with your partner or wife or husband, you can share it again and again and again and you'll keep laughing at things that happen. And tell it to Paul and he'll put it in his one-man show and not give you any credit. (laughs) (laughs) Try and keep on keeping on doing what you love doing. And on that note, we'll finish. And I'd just like to say to listeners who are living with Parkinson's, we say thanks for listening. To listeners who aren't living with Parkinson's, we also say thanks for listening. And to listeners who thought they weren't living with Parkinson's but have just heard something in the last half hour that makes them think, oh, God, maybe I am living with Parkinson's, we say sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Movers and Shakers with me, Rory Kathleen-Jones, and my friends Gillian Lacey-Solomar, Mark Mardell, Paul Mayhew-Archer, Nicholas Mostyn and Jeremy Paxman. The show is produced by Nick Hilton for Poddo. Our theme music is by Alex Stobbs and cover artwork by Till Lucat. Thanks again to Boardwave for their support. Please subscribe to get new episodes straight into your podcast app and do rate and review if you've enjoyed the show. We're also on Twitter at MoversAnd6. That's Movers and the number six. So please share the show there and email any thoughts or questions to feedback at moversandshakerspodcast.com. See you next week.